Hey y'all, welcome to Your Best Pet, Conversations with a Vet. My name is Dr. D, and I am here to educate you on the important topics you didn't know you needed to know. Communication is the key in any relationship, and I believe with my whole heart that if you are educated in a way that you can understand, that'll make you the best pet parent you can be. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday and welcome back to Your Best Pet. Let me tell you, I have had one hell of a week. It's been a week off and I, I some kind of sickness has hit. Uh, it might be the flu. Um, I don't think it's COVID, but let me just say I feel like death warmed over. Um, but I didn't want to miss an opportunity to put out a podcast for you guys because it is important to me. Um, each one of you who listen here are important and I want to make sure that you get good content every single week. Um, so here we are. Uh, today I would love to go over um, a species that I do enjoy treating. Um, they are not super cuddly unless you're their owner. Um, they are pretty spiny and they can be a challenge to work with to say the least, um, but it is rewarding when you make them feel better. And uh, that is the hedgehog. Hedgehogs are a species that, um, well, they come from the family Aranaceae, Aranaceidae. Uh, that is hard to say. Um, they are very different from um, porcupines or other quilled creatures. Um, they are in their own family, um, so they're not necessarily super related to porcupines. Um, there are about 17 subspecies of hedgehog, which you know blows your mind when you think about because you only ever see the one that's sold in stores or the one that everybody has. Um, but there are so many species of hedgehogs. The one that um, we see all the time is the African pygmy hedgehog. That's the one that's super cute and tiny. It's got the white belly. Um, they're about six to eight inches long, I believe. Um, and they are pretty cute. Um, there are a number of other species ranging from European to... Um, the four toed, I think is another one. Um, so things to, uh, things to know. Um, hedgehogs, depending on how they're raised, they can be really great pets. That's the thing that most people don't understand about them is it's all about socialization. It's all about how much they're handled and, um, their personality, um, uh, really comes through and shines depending on the kid. Um, Hedgehogs can be um, aggressive to people that they don't know um, if they're not socialized. So what they do is they kind of ball up and they make this kind of hissing noise that sounds like a rattle of a, a rattlesnake. Um, and they puff up their little quills um, and they can quill you that way. They can, they don't superhero projectile their quills or anything, but they, they do puff out their quills and they can get you pretty good. Um, so in the clinic, when we're handling them, we usually use gloves or a towel is my preference, usually a thick towel so I don't get quilled um, because they can hurt. Uh, it usually tears up my hands um, every time I work with them, no matter if they're nice or not. Um, 
Again, please excuse the sickness. I am doing my best over here. <laughs> um, okay, so hedgehogs, how long do they live? Um, they're gonna live anywhere from two to, I would say six years. I have seen them as old as five or six. However, hedgehogs are not known as the healthiest kiddos. Um, and what I mean by that is they typically, you know, whether it's when they're one years old or when they're five or six, we call them little cancer factories because they will get cancer. And it's very unfortunate, um, especially if they're super sweet and nice, but um, that, that's typically what happens. So um, that being said, um, they can make really great pets. You just have to know what you're walking into. Um, okay, so um, the reason why I bring up these species is because um, when it comes to hedgehogs, just like other species, it really makes a difference on which kind that you have because they're going to require different um, temperatures, different environments. They're going to require different, um, uh, they're going to have a different needs. So uh, that being said, um, when you're picking a house for them or a place for them, you don't want them anywhere near a, um, a floor vent or, you know, vents in your home where they're going to get too cold. Um, they should be above 70, I would say 75 degrees. Um, and then upwards of like 80, 85. You don't want them too warm. Um, they will get too warm. Um, and they can get uh, things like pneumonia when they're too cold. So um, that's usually what I tell people is if it's a good temperature for you, it's probably okay for them. You just really want it above 70. Um, when it comes to their enclosure, yes, they can get out and walk around. Um, but in their enclosure where they live the majority of the time, you want a good thick layer of substrate or bedding. Um, typically, uh, my clients use a range from like a recycled paper bedding to um, hardwood chips. So like we talked about before, not cedar or pine. You can use like an aspen wood chip. Um, and those are okay to use with them. I typically prefer the recycled bedding, the pelleted bedding, just because it's a lot easier to clean up um, when you need to. Um, you can use a fleece, but um, it's typically not thick enough for their little paws. They can get um, something called pododermatitis or um, pressure sores on their little feet if they don't have a thick enough bedding. These guys are going to be burrowers, so they're going to try and, you know, snuggle down into the bedding. So you want it thick enough that they can snuggle without having, um, without it being too hard on their feet. And that being said, um, you do want a, depending on the kiddo, you have to ask whether they're a bowl drinker or a bottle drinker, because that does make a difference with hedgehogs. It depends on how they're raised. They may not see the bowl as a water source. They may only see the bottle as a water source. And so you do wanna double check and make sure that you are providing the same water source that they're used to. Um, I know that sounds trivial, but it does make a big difference with these kids. Um, okay, so uh, with hedgehogs, uh, I have heard um, people trying to, you know, 
they don't want them to be lonely. These guys typically do fairly well by themselves. Um, I don't typically recommend housing a bunch of them together because you end up with trauma and fights, especially if you have males together. So I typically will recommend um, just housing a single one by himself. Um, so long as you're interacting with them and keeping them fairly social, they tend to do just fine. Okay, so diet. The reason why you guys are all here. Um, diet is very important when it comes to hedgehogs because um, they do typically get fatty liver and other things um, when their diet is not right or they can be um, super overweight and unhealthy if their diet is not up to par. So diet is probably the most important thing when it comes to hedgehogs. Um, I typically, so when it comes to a, a diet, hedgehogs are insectivores. And by insectivores, I mean they eat mostly insects, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing that they eat. Um, I typically will recommend feeding a mix of insects and a pelleted diet because they're not going to get everything that they need from the insects. And so you want a diet that is a little more well-rounded. And so I do typically recommend a pelleted diet. Now, by pelleted diet, I know that you're going to go into PetSmart, Petco, your local, you know, pet store, and you're going to try and get a diet that says hedgehog on it. But you want to make sure that it's not a pelleted diet that has a whole bunch of seeds mixed into it. Seeds are actually not super healthy for hedgehogs, and so you end up having more problems when they're on a seeded diet rather than if they're on a straight pellet. Um, and when you're picking a pellet, you want something um, that has a mid-range protein source. And when I say mid-range, I mean between 30 and 35% protein. And as far as fat content, you want between 9 and 10% fat. Now, that is a little bit more liberal because a lot of people will try and feed hedgehogs cat food um, because there's a whole bunch of sources on the internet that say you can. And cat food is a lot higher in protein than what these guys need. And so it's gonna put a lot of pressure on their kidneys um, over time because that's too much protein for those kidneys. And so if you're going to feed a cat food, you want something that's lower in fat and lower in protein, like um, Hills makes a diet called WD. Um, that is typically an okay cat food to feed, um, but I don't typically recommend a cat food. If that's all you have access to, then fine, but um, you want a hedgehog-specific diet that is a appropriate level of protein uh, and fat and doesn't have a whole bunch of seeds in it. <clears throat> now, and I do typically recommend offering um, insects. I usually will recommend crickets. Um, they can eat mealworms, but they're not super nutritionally balanced. So instead, I usually opt for earthworms or um, a straight cricket diet, just because I feel like that's a little bit easier. If they're having trouble eating or they're not eating, I'll usually offer earthworms um, or even like the soldier fly larvae. Sometimes those work really well too, um, just to try and get them some added protein. Um, but the pellets, they can eat just the pellets and survive, but if you want them to have a more balanced diet, I typically recommend adding in um, a worm. 
Now, like I said, you can do mealworms if you're doing a pelleted diet, but they cannot be just on mealworms. That's not healthy for them. So if you're using it as an additive to the pellets, then you're usually okay. Um, and that's the only species that I'm okay with you giving some mealworms, just not a ton. You want to balance it out with crickets or earthworms or something like that. So that being said, um, make sure that you're paying attention to what you're giving, how much you're giving, and all that good stuff. Now, something that I alluded to before, um, as far as common diseases in these guys go, is cancer. These guys are known to be cancer factories, and it often does not have anything to do with how you raise them or what you fed them or, you know, anything that you did wrong. Um, a lot of it is genetics, and unfortunately, there's not much that we can do about it. Oftentimes, when I see a hedgehog with a tumor in the mouth or um, you know, a, a uterine um, mass, there are things that we can do to try and keep it at bay for a period of time. Um, but especially when it comes to the mouth tumors, um, you oftentimes, there's not much you can do. I will usually put them on an anti-inflammatory just to keep them comfortable. Now, if you have a female and they do have a um, uterine cancer or your veterinarian says, you know, I think it might have a mass in the uterus, um, what they'll often recommend is spaying them. We don't typically recommend spaying hedgehogs um, just because their life expectancy is not as long as, say, a rabbit or a guinea pig. So it's not necessarily something that we recommend routinely, but it doesn't mean it's not important. Um, so if your veterinarian is recommending that, that is to prolong their life um, and not necessarily just something extra to do. Now, how long does it prolong their life? Um, we don't know. Uh, sometimes if it's caught early, um, you know, you could get another year or two. Um, and sometimes they don't make it through the surgery just because they don't typically do the best with anesthesia. So they're not um, the best anesthetic candidates. We do typically put them under straight um, gas anesthetics just to be able to do an exam, um, and that's fairly safe for them. But um, as far as a um, prolonged surgery, um, the risk is often a lot higher. Um, other things that hedgehogs can get, uh, heart disease um, is one, uh, and oftentimes all I hear is a heart murmur. Um, they can be put on... Um, heart medications. Uh, most of the time, my clients don't opt to go that route because they don't want to pill their hedgehog. <laughs> so um, th there's not much that you can do um, if they're not willing to take medication. Other things that I see, uh, trauma, uh, fight wounds, um, getting their toes stuck in towels. That happened once. Um, that's why I typically don't recommend the fleece or the towels because they'll get their little toes caught in it. Um, because they do like to rip things apart. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, parasites. On occasion, <clears throat> on occasion, I have seen um, fleas on hedgehogs. That's really weird. Um, a lot of the times they end up um, coming from the cat in the household um, and they try and find a new host and it doesn't often go well. Um, I treated one with fleas probably a few months ago. Um, mites are a more common one 
usually that will present itself with a lot of what looks like dandruff. Um, and then uh, I usually, if they're scratching a ton and I see a whole bunch of dandruff, I'll treat them like they have mites. Um, if you want to truly diagnose it, you want to do a skin scrape and look at it under the microscope to see what you're dealing with. Um, but most of the time it's a, it's a mite. Um, treatment. I opt for um, topical um, just because I find it's a lot easier for owners to do that than it is to um, do the uh, ivermectin injections and things like that. Um, there's a lot more labor-intensive things that you can do if the topical treatment is not working, but nine times out of ten it works just fine. Um, sometimes I have to redose, but um, typically it's not as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Um, let's see. The last thing, um, and I touched on this earlier, but obesity is very common in hedgehogs, and that's usually diet-related. They're often eating a diet that has a ton of seeds in it or a ton of mealworms, and that can make them overweight. You do want your hedgehog to be a good weight because being obese puts them more at risk for certain kinds of cancers, even though they are genetic-based. So we call it being predisposed to certain kinds of cancers, and that's what you wanna keep in the back of your mind. Um, you wanna make sure that they're as healthy as possible um, by getting them a lot of exercise, making sure that their diet is right, making sure that they're able to run and exercise. And I usually will like um, a wheel in their enclosure so that they can get a little more exercise. Um, and those that just comes with time. Um, when it comes to wheels, um, make sure that it's a solid bottom wheel and not a, um, what do you call it? A graded wheel, is that what it's called? A wire, a wire wheel, because their feet can fall through that and they get broken toes and things like that. That's just kind of lumped in with trauma, but um, it can be a risk with them. So solid bottom wheel, if you're gonna have one of those and make sure it doesn't squeak. Otherwise, they will keep you up all night <laughs> running on their wheel. They are um, nocturnal creatures, so um, you end up with more of a problem. I should have said that in the beginning, but as we talked about, I am sick, so um, I'm a little scattered today. This uh, episode is going to be a little bit shorter because I don't feel super, um, but I think we covered the majority of everything, and if you have any other questions, be sure you reach out to me on Instagram, um, your best pet pod. Um, that way I can answer any other questions that you have, or if you have ideas for future episodes, um, I've had a couple of people write in. Um, always a good thing and I do try and cover what people um, write in with their requests so let me know um, other than that I hope you guys have a fantastic Friday the short and sweet pod um, and let me know what you think thanks everybody bye y'all thank you so much for listening and if you like this podcast share it with a friend uh if you found it helpful send it to somebody you think it would help too um you can like comment share this pod on insta it's your best pet pod um and if you love this podcast five stars only please at the bottom uh, i'd really appreciate it it helps the pod grow and reach more people until next time hope you're living life with your best pet we'll see you next week